Oh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? It's Scott here from Woke Society. Is here on a Saturday night. We're gonna have so much fun tonight. I'm pumped up. This is why I chose this song. This reminds me of like a like an Irish jingle somewhere. I got it somewhere here. Hold on. There we go. Man, we got echoes everywhere tonight. All right. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, let me know where you're all from in the chat. We're going to have a great time tonight. We have a lot of red pill news. We have, I have nothing but good news for you guys. And we're going to take a roller coaster of emotions on tonight, as we always do. As we always do, we're going to laugh. We're going to get pissed off. We're going to put a hole in the wall. And at the end of it, we're all going to want to hug our family and friends. That's what we do here on Woke Societies. It's going to be a great time tonight. We have so much to go over as far as this new evidence that's going to be coming out and why it was so important to get Amy Coney Barrett into the Supreme Court and the stage that is being set. The stage that is being set for the takeover of our country, to take our country back. It's all being set up. The stage is being set, and I'm going to show you guys exactly what's going on here. So as we let everyone gather around... Uh, we're just going to hang out for our pre-show. We're going to go over some uh, quick news, lots of news articles of the uh, news of the day, and uh, all that good stuff. So we're packed. We're in for a packed full show. We're going to go an hour and a half. And I promise you guys, I'm finally going to be able to get to the Great Reset. <laughs> I've had it lined up the last two shows. I just haven't had enough time to get to it. But tonight we're going to do it. We're going to talk about this Great Reset on the second half of the show after the intermission and all that good stuff. So... Yes, thank you. Uh, looks like everybody from Twitch is rolling in now. I don't know why Twitch is always the latest one to connect to the uh, streaming software, but here we are. Here we are. It's going to be a good one, guys. So it's like, share, comment, tell your friends and family. Woke Society is still here, by the way. I put out a tweet today that, I'm, that I was really pumped up for my show, and people are like, yeah, you're still... You're st I haven't seen you since YouTube, YouTube took you down. You think because YouTube took me down, I'm going to stop? <laughs> we're, we're just getting started, guys. We're just getting started. All right. Here we go. Let's do this, shall we? So some really, really good news for you all. You guys remember Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy that shot? Um, I think he was a pedophile, and I don't even know what the other guy was. They're both scumbags. Remember Kyle Rittenhouse? Well, guess what? He is free at last from his, from his lawyer, Linwood. We're going to be talking about a lot tonight. Attorney John Pierce and actor Ricky Schroeder is the one that helped him get his $2 million bail. And Larry is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's amazing that, the, that he's a kid. He's a kid. I think he's like 19, 19 years old. He's finally free. He was in jail probably for about two months, two and a half months. And uh, he posted his $2 million bail and he's out. He is finally out and uh, good for him, man. He's a patriot. He is a patriot, and all he was trying to do was protect businesses out in Kenosha. And he got wrapped up, and he turned into a major news story. Um, as far as the negative press from the mainstream media, we can expect that, the activists out there. Um, but he's free now. And I always love to share a story of a patriot gaining their freedom. So on a more negative note, speaking of the mainstream media, because we're going to be talking about a lot of them today, as we always do, we have to counter their narratives and the bullshit that they always shovel, shovel to us, right? So yesterday... <laughs> yesterday there was a news conference with the vice president michael pence 
And uh, at the end of it, if you guys don't know what the sound of cackling hyenas sound like, you're gonna find out right now what that sounds like. You're gonna hear the irrelevant left-wing activists that is the press absolutely lose their shit right here. Check this video out when Michael Pence walks out after he refuses to answer any questions and the media is just having a meltdown as uh, we su supposedly, the Trump team subverts the America's democracy. <laughs> Listen to this. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> You're all undermining democracy. Why won't you answer these questions? <laughs> I love it. I love it, guys. Let them suffer. Fuck those people. Fuck all of them. Don't give them they're not they're not press. They live in their little tiny bubble in D.C. while the entire world knows exactly what's going on. We're going to see some numbers about how the percentage of voters on both sides that think this election was stolen. Oh, we're going to talk about that, too. But everyone's even I'm getting questions from people that follow the show. Why isn't Trump coming out and asking questions? Why isn't he saying anything? Why is he being um, really quiet minus his tweets and uh, his recent showing for the vaccines and all that stuff and to lower drug prices? Well, the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, Trump doesn't have to do anything. He's done it all already. And Sidney Powell even confirmed this last night. The tweet that she retweeted says, President Trump has an answer to question for reporters in 17 days. And I even retweeted this. It's not reporters. They're left-wing activists. They're not reporters. They all have an agenda and fake narratives to push. They're not reporters. Sidney Powell simply writes, he doesn't need to. He already, he already decided to release the Kraken. He can sit back with popcorn and watch the show. And as he tags Donald Trump, uh, Dan Scavino, Rich Grinnell, General Flynn, all the likely characters, the household names that we know. And that, that, is, that is it. Trump right now, he can't be in the middle of this, going, <clears throat> going after all these people, going after all, everything that we know is to be false as far as this election. That's what his lawyers are doing. His lawyers are taking care of this. They're going to litigate these cases and they're going to take care of business. Sydney Powell, you're going to find out today the kind of evidence. Just, she, gave, she gave us a sneak peek uh, last night of exactly what kind of evidence we're going to be seeing. And obviously that was just the tip of the iceberg because they can't go and drop, drop everything all at once. They have to show these to judges first. Judges are going to be pretty pissed off if a, if a lawyer and their team go and put out evidence into the uh, into the public before a judge even sees it. That's not how these court, court uh, this is not how any of this works. Despite what the media wants to set, tell you, so Trump is fine. Trump is doing his thing. He's still doing his thing. So, speaking of activists, and what we this is what we need to be calling them now because they're not the media. They're scumbags. They're traitors to this country. They're pushing false narratives. So Kaylee McCanning was also out there yesterday, and I cannot wait to get another four years of her as well because she absolutely owns the media, and she did it yesterday as well. And look at this 30-second exchange between her and the end of this press conference with one of the uh, one of the uh, activists here. We him, delegitimize him, and deny his victory. There were no calls for unity. There were no calls for healing. 
So while every legal vote is counted, let us not forget the inexcusable transition or lack thereof that President Trump had to endure in 2016 and for years into his presidency. Thank you everyone for the very good and substantive questions today. I don't call an activist. I'm not an activist. <laughs> I don't call an activist. And you hear this scumbag in the back seat. You lost. We un- why don't you understand? You lost. These are what these people are screaming at at her. You just saw like Mike Pence. Oh, these people are disgusting. I can't wait. I cannot wait till <laughs> till Trump is back in there again. He's just sitting there with this smile saying, "Guess what?" Four more years, baby. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I told you guys you're going to be laughing. You're going to to be a roller coaster of emotions today. So here comes the uh, the one that's going to make you really mad, especially me out here in New York, having to deal with this asshole of a governor. So the governor, Andrew Cuomo here from the International Emmy Awards, is going to receive the International Emmy Founders Award in recognition of his leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic and his masterful use of TV to inform and calm people around the world. The Emmy will be presented to him on November 23rd. This is an absolute joke. You know who else did this on a national scale every single day? I don't know. You guys might know him as Donald J. Trump. But Dan Crenshaw here comments says, I think the international Emmys are confusing. Highest death count and putting COVID-19 patients back into nursing homes. Categories with the best performance category. And that's the thing. Cuomo has destroyed the city. Mayor de Blasio has destroyed the city. And you guys saw the exchange on the show on Thursday. He does not care what anyone thinks about him. And he's hiding all the facts about all the nursing home, uh, pa- all the nursing home patients he killed. I was personally witnessed um, one of these nursing homes before I left my job in Rockland County. And he's going to get an award for what? For having a, a line of communication to, during a quote unquote pandemic. Fuck you. Trump was doing this every single day for months and we're going to get him an Emmy. And the only ones actually um, celebrating this are reporters. Shocker. Shocker. So that's a, that's what we're dealing with here. All of these governors being, it's the California Newsom, all these guys being rewarded for what? For being corrupt and killing people? Because that's exactly what they're doing. Corrupt, killing people, ruining their business, ca- causing people to do, go into, get into abu- addictive uh, actions, getting into drugs, drinking because they have nothing left. There's no hope for a lot of these people. But yeah, we're going to give them an Emmy. Unbelievable. So while this is going on, if this is an indicator that <clears throat> Joe Biden is going to be the president, but he's absolutely not, he went on here to beg for money on his Twitter today. Here's the deal because President Trump refuses to concede and is delaying the transition. Refusing, delaying. We have to fund it ourselves and we need your help. If you're able to chip in to help fund the Biden Harris transition, why don't you guys ask all of the criminals, all the rapists, the sexual predators, the pedophiles, the people that were destroying cities all across America. Why don't you ask them, the ones you bailed out, why don't you ask them for money? Apparently, all that money they got from Black Lives Matter still isn't enough to foot the bill. And of course, there it is, secure, act blue. We know uh, we know where that goes to, but apparently it's Trump's fault. 
It's Trump's fault because he's not conceding and he's delaying the transition. <laughs> that's that's where Joe Biden's campaign is at right now. So we have that going on. And if you guys weren't paying attention today, there was a big, big stop the steel rallies out in Georgia. And if any of you guys are out in Georgia, I hope you guys attended. If you didn't have things like, you know, your job, I totally understand. But they were out here in front of the CNN headquarters um, today protesting and saying CNN sucks. So I have absolutely no problem with this. Zero problem with this at all. And they also went to the state capitol building where they were all protesting. Thousands of Trump supporters out there protesting. There was also anti-protesters, uh, of course, Antifa with their stupid garbage pale shields that they walk around with. And uh, this is what they were doing. And they're still protesting because we love this man so much. And uh, this is this is just a snippet of what of what today's events were. Kemp is a traitor. Yes, he is. And just to let you guys know, this guy right here, I can't remember his name right now, but he's a Democrat. Which is pretty awesome. Georgia is definitely in the crosshairs right now, and for good reason. Georgia is without a doubt in the crosshairs for a good reason. We're going to find out more of that today because a certain governor, Governor Kemp, um, is reversing some decisions and rethinking probably his future life because he may not want to be in prison. And it might be already too late for him, but we're going to get into that when we get into the show. So we have that going on. And awesome to whoever was out in, um, in, in Georgia. If anyone out here is in the uh, chat that was there, let me know. Because I love seeing you guys rally. I love seeing the people get together and holding the line because that's, I do a lot of damage here for my computer and there's not much going on in New York as far as any of those protests, but I do what I can here. But seeing people out in the real world, out in the streets doing that, I commend you. It's seriously, that's, that's a whole different level. It's a whole different level and it's amazing. So in another news, Dr. Fauci says vaccine skeptics pose a serious threat to public health. Yep, because I can already tell you, ladies and gentlemen, where this is going to go. If you don't get the vaccine, you're not going to be able to go to concerts. You're not going to be able to fly planes. You're not going to be able about be able to do a lot of things if things keep going the way they are with this coronavirus and this power structure that these that the politicians want to play politics with your science. They want to play politics with your health, and they're going to continue to do it until until who knows when. When Trump gets finally announced uh, that he is the winner of this presidential race, maybe all this goes away. I don't know. But either way, there is a vaccine coming. And whether you like it or not, it's going to be available for free for anyone that wants it. Uh, me personally, I won't be touching it. I don't, I don't mess around with vaccines regardless. Haven't for a very long time once I realized what was in them. But that is completely up to you guys. You're all adults. But according to Dr. Fauci, Ones that don't are going to pose a serious threat to public health. And I cannot wait for Dr. Fauci to go crawl away in some hole somewhere um, while he can hang out with the Clintons. And uh, God do, do, do God knows what. I have no idea. So that's what Dr. Fauci had to say about it. And here's some numbers, ladies and gentlemen, that I want to show you before we get into the show tonight. Because it's very important that we see this. This is from Rasmussen Reports. 
almost half of U.S. voters, 47%, now believe Democrats stole the presidential election. Any election software vendor with strong internal control should be running toward the cameras. If this below is patently untrue, then where are these guys? And it says by two o'clock in the afternoon, the election day, actually, we're not going to get into all this right here. Either way, this is a lot of, uh, yeah, this is stuff related to uh, Maduro, Maduro and Chavez, which we talked about last week. But the big takeaway I want you guys to see here, half of U.S. voters, almost 47% now believe the Democrats stole the presidential election. And on top of it, on top of it, this is from WeLoveTrump.com. They did, a, they did some research here. It says, you know it's bad when nearly 30% of Democrats also believe the election was rigged. This is why I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to see here, and you guys are going to see a new theory that I have of how these arrests are going to go down and ultimately what this, the Great Awakening, what I think is actually going to happen here, because it seemed, to me, it's getting more and more clear. We have Republicans, almost half of them, and 30% Democrats believe that our elections were tampered and fraudulently screwed around with. We do not have a democracy. We do not have a free country if a huge percentage of the, of the, uh, of the population believes that our elections were were tampered with. How can we ever trust it again unless the people that allowed these systems to come in that got payoffs for this, who allowed, who for who, who, we don't even know how far back this goes yet as far as Dominion and how long they've been tampering with our elections. It's probably multi, it's probably decades. At least early 2000s, maybe the, maybe the earliest. So we're going to have to see, but you cannot have a democracy when a huge percentage and even not not half but 30% of the other side as well this isn't like it's lopsided it's not like all 100% Republicans feel they got screwed and the Democrats are like nah you guys lost that's not what's going on here this is clearly showing a divide of even and and this totally makes sense because the whistleblowers are coming out giving Sidney Powell this evidence she said it's coming from both people on, on, on both aisles it's not one. It's not majority one or the other. They're coming from both sides because it's so obvious. Anyone with a brain could look at what's going on and be like, yeah, this is just cheating. This is, this is even, this is even, they're not even trying to hide it. And that's what we're going into tonight. So we're going to, uh, oh yeah, this too. This Twitter wanted to let POTUS know, by the way, if he doesn't concede, regardless of what happens, Twitter is planning to hand over POTUS the at POTUS account, even if Trump doesn't concede, and it says on January 20th, no, regardless what happens, Twitter, Twitter, remember the ones in Facebook, they're arbiter, they don't want to be the arbiters of truth. They're going to take it in their own hands and give whoever the, uh, the POTUS tag account of POTUS on January 20th, regardless, regardless whoever comes out. So there's that. There's that. There's big tech again saying that we're not doing anything here. We're fair and neutral platform, right? <laughs> More than anybody besides the Spygate actors, I cannot wait for big tech to burn. I have a personal vendetta against big tech, but that's just me. That's just me. And we're, we're going to get them. We're going to get them eventually. It's just going to take some time, but we're getting there. We're getting there. So I hope you guys are all ready for this. I'm ready to do this. We're at 2.1,000 on DLive. We're at 186 on Twitch and on Pilled. I got to hop over to Pilled to get the number. If you guys are watching, just send me the, uh, the, uh, the Pilled number. And we're also on Periscope as well. So I hope you guys are ready for the show. I have an amazing video that you're about to watch. 
that's going to pretty much show you in a very family family oriented very funny cute video of how trump is going to steal this election and it's and it's it is moderated so well you guys are going to watch us so I'm going to see you guys on the other side of the intro, so here we go. Let's do this. Take a watch. Final minute and all of in possession, but this is where Mabel is strong, chasing the game, using that intensity. We saw it in the semi-final, staring at a slightly torn cloth rabbit for over seven and a half minutes. And perhaps a few signs of overconfidence from her rival, a bit of showboating. Needs to be careful. And there's the change from the classic hold, still placed on the outside, though great technique. And a glance at the youngster who shows little emotion, but her mind will be empty. 20 seconds to go now. Olive closing in on victory and that coveted prize of being told she's a very good dog. One paw to control and a switch. Now Mabel sensing this might be a chance. Still waiting. Still believing. And you wonder what Olive is doing here. Only has to hold on. Going to the upright, though. High tariff with no opposable thumbs. High risk at this stage. And it's gone and Mabel takes it. No mercy from the younger dog who takes this victory just as time runs out. A famous win built on patience and sheer belief. For Olive, only thoughts of what might have been, but only herself to blame. She's given this one away, and that will hurt most of all. For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it all to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning Patriots and now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through projects looking glass The future is revealed Future proves past but there won't be any deals won't society spam you know it's time to go grab your popcorn sit back now enjoy the show severe and non on the mic so come on enjoy the flow the wave is rising and you know it's only gonna grow Let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining tonight. This is the Woke Society's channel slash podcast. And by the way, anyone that's listening, my podcast will be back tonight. Um, my platform had an issue with, with something. It was They weren't doing anything sketchy to me, but they'll be back. So share this far and wide. Let them know, Woke Societies, we are the news now. And the Woke fam is strong. Like, share, subscribe. You guys over on DLive, you guys can subscribe. Lemons monthly on a monthly basis that help this channel grow. And everyone on Pilled, you can drop a power chat that donates directly to the show. And everyone else out there on Twitch land, you can do PayPal, Cash App. Everything is there for you guys. So let's do this. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I want to start off with this Tucker Carlson story. And the only reason why I want to do this is because I believe Sydney Powell is going to end up She's already becoming a legend um, already with what's going on with Michael Flynn. But now that she's taking on possibly the biggest crime against this country's history, let, I didn't think anything could top Spygate. I really didn't think anything could top Spygate until we saw what was going on with our election here. And this, I believe, is going to be the catalyst that triggers this mass awakening, not just for our country, but for the entire world. And Sidney Powell and her lawyer t- and her team of lawyers, super lawyers with uh, Giuliani and Lynn Wood, they are literally tackling this small team, the biggest scam against this in this country's history. And the thing is, I want to bring up Tucker Carlson is because 
I want this to be a lesson to so many people. And this was even me myself, because I was, if I was going to watch Fox news, it was, it was going to be Tucker. And he did this whole thing with the, uh, with, with all the, uh, the laptop stuff with Hunter Biden. And he had, um, he had the guy on that he interviewed for a whole hour, um, bubble, bubble He had a lot of good shows and his ratings were shooting up until Fox news destroyed themselves on election night. And the thing I've been telling everyone as much as I can now more than ever is the time to support independent media and support and support content creators that you trust and get away from any kind of big media whatsoever. And this is including Newsmax. I know Newsmax has been good. Um, ever since they did that Q story, I don't trust them to be completely honest with you. And the only one I really like is OAN at this point. But the thing is, people want to believe that these people are not owned just because they have they have more perspectives that line up with yours that they're, they're they won't turn against you. Well, Tucker Carlson showed his true colors um, a couple nights ago, and I didn't waste any time. I tweeted about it, and I got bashed by by a lot of people for it, saying I was jumping the gun on Tucker Carlson. And this was before Sydney Powell came and gave her side of the story, which confirmed everything I already knew that people need to cut off these emotional attachments to people that they think are going to give them the news that they want and line up with their values. And then guess what happens? Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson comes out like a, like a snotty brat because Sidney Powell would not give show the evidence that he had. And he, he just looks like a spoiled douchebag. And I'm going to play the clip here of him talking about it. And then we're going to hear Sidney Powell's uh, reaction to it and the real story behind it. And this is why I keep telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to cut off mainstream media as much as you can and get behind independent creators because you're not going to get the real news otherwise. Check out and listen to what Tucker Carlson had to say about Sidney Powell. By former prosecutor Sidney Powell, who has also served as General Mike Flynn's lawyer. For more than a week, Powell has been all over conservative media with the following story. This election was stolen by a collection of international leftists who manipulated vote tabulating software in order to flip millions of votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. The other day on television, Powell said of Trump that when the fraud is finally uncovered, quote, I think we'll find he had at least 80 million votes. In other words, rigged software stole about 7 million votes in this election. Here's some of what Powell said today about the software. One of its most characteristic features would amount to the single greatest crime in American history. Millions of votes stolen in a day. Democracy destroyed. The end of our centuries-old system of self-government. Not a small thing. Now, to be perfectly clear, we did not dismiss any of it. We don't dismiss anything anymore, particularly when it's related to technology. We've talked to too many Silicon Valley whistleblowers. We've seen too much. After four years, this may be the single most open-minded show on television. We literally do UFO segments, not because we're crazy or even been interested in the subject, but because there is evidence that UFOs are real and everyone lies about it. You see how he's setting it up here. He's putting all his little soldiers in the deck of why we are the greatest, why you should keep watching us. But here it comes. There's evidence that a lot of things that responsible people used to dismiss out of hand as ridiculous are in fact real. And we don't care who mocks it. The louder the Yale Political Science Department and the staff of the Atlantic Magazine scream, conspiracy theory, the more interested we tend to be. That's usually a sign you're over the target. A lot of people with impressive sounding credentials in this country are frauds. They have no idea what they're doing. 
They're children posing as authorities. And when they're caught, they lie, and then they blame you for it. We see that every day. It's the central theme of this show and will continue to be. So that's a long way of saying we took Sidney Powell seriously. We had no intention of fighting with her. We've always respected her work. We simply wanted to see the details. How could you not want to see them? So we invited Sidney Powell on the show. We would have given her the whole hour. We would have given her the entire week, actually, and listened quietly the whole time at rapt attention. That's a big story. But she never sent us any evidence, despite a lot of requests, polite requests, not a page. When we kept pressing, she got angry and told us to stop contacting her. When we checked with others around the Trump campaign, people in positions of authority, they told us Powell has never given them any evidence either, nor did she provide any today at the press conference. Now, that should tell you everything right there. And he goes on and keeps whining and complaining how Sidney Powell um, pretty much gave him the cold shoulder, which wasn't the case at all, which you're going to hear in a moment. But this is the thing. How can you, knowing what you know, with you, you're, already the, you're already the lawyer of General Flynn. You know everything that happened with him and Spygate. Everything we know about the FBI, the CIA, these mainstream media platforms, why the hell would you give anybody, why would you give anybody this evidence before it's even in front of a judge or even any details? You wouldn't. And he's acting like a spoiled brat. And I'm just saying, I don't know why he would do this other than his masters told him so. And this right here nuked his platform again. They're already, they're already losing viewers by the day. And he's going after Sidney Powell now, acting like a spoiled brat because he told she told him that she's not giving anything and told her to stop contacting her. Let's listen to what Sidney Powell said of how the conversation went with, uh, with Tucker Carlson and his team here. Take a watch and listen to this. Tucker Carlson said... I want you to respond to what Tucker Carlson said last night, Sydney. I don't know if you watched it, but uh, Tucker Carlson said that uh, he had invited you on his show to share evidence of uh, the software flipping votes. Uh, and he, he said you got angry and refused to provide evidence for your claims of voting software flipping votes. How do you respond to Tucker Carlson? Did you get angry with the show because they texted you and asked you to please provide evidence of what your uh, alleging? Uh, no, I didn't get angry with the request to provide evidence. In fact, I sent an affidavit to Tucker uh, that I had not even attached to a pleading yet uh, to help him. Oh, so she actually did send Tucker something. What? Wow, that's not what Tucker said. Understand the situation, and I offered him another witness who could explain the mathematics and statistical evidence far better than I can. I'm not really a numbers person. But he was very insulting, demanding, and rude, and I told him not to contact me again in those terms. And there it is. And there it is. She was sending him something, but it wasn't something she was prepared to release yet. And because of that, Tucker got, in, got, his, uh, got his panties in a bunch, and his team got their panties in a bunch, and were completely nasty, insulting, and demanding, and rude to her. Does this surprise anybody? No, it doesn't. Doesn't surprise me at all. The thing is here, ladies and gentlemen, if I was if I was Sidney Powell, let alone being a lawyer, isn't it common sense that you wouldn't show details of something this massive to anybody before it gets in front of a court first and then go into details? She has been literally on, on radio shows, podcasts. Um, she's been on Newsmax. Oh, and she's been everywhere 
explaining exactly what she has, and the media is still saying it's not evidence yet. It's not evidence yet. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, and so I'm going to show you guys exactly what the Trump team is doing here, and they're doing it exactly the way they're supposed to. And more than anybody that caught my attention that was pissed off with Tucker Carlson, General Flynn had some words to say about Tucker. Says, Tucker, you are not being genuine in how you represented yourself to Sidney Powell. Why are you acting like a bell ringer and not a real journalist, as Dinesh D'Souza highlights in his outstanding video below? Seek truth and not vengeance. And we're not going to get into this video here, but I want to show you guys another tweet. Um, when you're watching General Flynn here, um, and Anon wrote here on Twitter, General, ask yourself, would you like Tucker Carlson to be the guy next to you in a foxhole? No. <laughs> Well, that wraps that one up. No. And I don't blame him. So I hope I hope all of you now know. The media is compromised on all levels. Fox News is not what it was. Get away from them. Turn it off. The only ones I would possibly watch now are Newsmax and, and OAN. And if not, you should be watching this channel and all my friends' channels anyways because we're going to give you the solid, the solid news that you're looking for. And I can promise you you're going to feel better after, you, after the end of each show. So... I wanted to get that out of the way. Lesson learned, and that's for me too, because I, I like Tucker. I thought he was one of the good guys. And as soon as this happened, wasn't surprised, and here we are. So we can all move on from this. So I want to now transition to Georgia, where we saw some of the protests going on earlier today. And again, kudos to everyone that was doing that. So Georgia Governor Brian Kemp here, he all of a sudden is having a change of heart. And what am I talking about? This broke from, the just, from just the news. In new twist, Georgia governor urges audit of ballot envelope signatures to look for fraud. Wow. So the Georgia, the governor wants to look, look for mistakes in the ballots. He actually wants to check to make sure the election in his state was um, run by the letter of the law. No way. After certifying his state's election results, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is now urging his state to conduct an audit comparing the signatures of voter applications and mail-in ballot envelopes to those on the approved voter file to determine if fraud occurred. I wonder why. Do you think it's the pressure from the people? Do you think it's the pressure from Sidney Powell and her team? I wonder. Kemp, as a Republican, made the appeal of Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger during a news conference on Friday, and he says it's important to note that this audit only looked at ballots not the signatures on the absentee applications or the signatures on the ballot envelopes. You'd think you would check that. The Georgians I have heard from are, are extremely concerned about this, so I encourage Secretary Raffensperger to consider addressing these concerns. It seems simple enough to conduct a sample audit of signatures on the absentee ballot envelopes and compare those to the signatures and applications and file of the Secretary of State's office. This is him doing a little dance around that I royally screwed up, but I won't admit it. But I'm going to tell my my sub superiors below me to to uh, to do a sample audit and let's let's uh, let's try to get to the bottom of what's going on now. So Georgia, all of a sudden, Mr. Kemp here, we knew, um, according to Sidney Powell, um, might have possibly taken some paybacks and kickbacks from allowing Dominion to run their voting system in their state. But again, I don't think it's that. I honestly think it's pressure from the people in the state that on both sides know their election was compromised, that their their voice is being trampled on. And Sidney Powell also put this up last night. Georgia is squarely in her crosshairs for massive election fraud and corruption. She specifically tags the governor, says, take note, Governor Kemp. We know the truth. 
We the people are taking back our country. She calls them out directly. And why is this so important? This is important because Kemp is the highest certified. He's, he's as high as it goes as far as certifying results. And if he, if he goes along with this, knowing there's fraud in there, knowing that this stuff is going to most likely come to light, it's going to be proven in a court that this was, that this happened. And he is allowing it to happen and pushing it through himself. Guess where he's going? He's going to prison. And Brian the Great here says, if Kemp certifies a result, he's going to prison. He is the top election official in his state. And there's the code for criminal penalties and everything right there. And he says, Sidney Powell is not joking. If it's proven in court of law, he deliberately certified what he knew was a direct result of massive federal election fraud scheme in the state. He will go to prison and like be fined as well. And again, just talking about the Trump has the the Trump legal team has the has the burden the burden of proof because they're the ones that are making the allegations. They're going to have to prove this, which we're going to get into the kind of evidence that Sidney Powell is going to bring to the table. Now, before we get into that, George Soros has been make his name has been popping up more and more as I'm looking through the news lately, and it's never for a good reason. Never a good reason because again. Sydney said Georgia is in the crosshairs, and I can guarantee you it's more than one reason, and I can guarantee you the fact that Soros has his hands so much in his money tied up in Georgia, I'm sure that has something to do with it. And this is from Fox News saying Soros Bloomberg-funded group pushes six figures into Georgia runoff, which is pretty much saying he's bankrolling um, liberal um, liberal agendas by the by the number of $300,000 to back Raphael Warnock and Jen Ossoff in the runoff elections. And the Black PAC, which works to push back voters to the polls, on Tuesday reported that $300,000 on canvassing for the two Democrat candidates. This is the first significant expense from an outside liberal group in the pitiful, pivotal Georgia runoffs that will determine which party controls Congress, Congress's upper chamber next year. So George Soros already has his hands in the cookie jar, but not just, and I'm talking, George Soros has so much money. He's not doing this just in America. He's doing this all over the world. He has this world agenda, which we're going to get into in the second half of the show, what they're calling the great reset, this liberal ideology, the, the, the destruction of capitalism as we know it, the destruction of this country as we know it. He's got a ton of money wrapped up in Georgia. And I wonder, I just wonder if that's why Sidney Powell says, listen, we are watching you. You guys are in the crosshairs. But it's not just that. When, when, I, when I read this next story from the Capstone Report, it triggered me to look at a Q drop, which I'm going to show you guys in just a moment, of how far and how literally George Soros has his hands in every facet in, in American society. And I'm talking about the churches in this, in this particular instance. The Capstone Report here documents link Democrat billionaires to Southern Baptist ERLC and Russell Moore. And there he is again. George Soros has his hands backing certain churches to get rid of MAGA as well. And documents show financial ties between ERLC and left-wing George Soros Open Society Foundations, Pierre Omadar of the Democracy Fund and Paul Singer of the American Unity Fund. A report from enemies within the church printed below contains documents obtained by the filmmakers that link grants and funding from leftist billionaires to the Ethics and Religion Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention and its, Rus- and its head, Russell Moore. The documents include grant data showing the Democracy Fund provided $50,000 to the controversial ERLCs and the Gospel Coalition's MLK 50 conference. And again, 
look what this. Other documents in the report included Dr. Moore's name and the Podesta emails published in the 2016 by WikiLeaks. Everyone knows the John Podesta emails, how damning those were. But he was wrapped up in this as well. And it is difficult not to assume that this ERLC is purposely seeking to influence the election outcome for primarily two reasons. Dr. Russell Moore has consistently and publicly opposed Donald Trump and actively sought to undermine his evangelical reach. And the ERLC seems to have financial ties to at least three progressive billionaire activists, George Soros, Pierre Amadeir, and Paul Singer. So literally, in George Soros, open foundations have been clear that they hope to infuse left-wing ideology into every community of discourse that exists. That includes churches, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing is off the table for these psychotic globalists that want to inject their left-wing ideology and socialism, communism, whatever the hell you want to call it now, into our society and completely take it over. Now, this triggered me when I saw this because, as we know, Q mentions a lot of uh, a lot of Christian references, a lot of um, just a lot of Christian references and references to the church in general. Now, this drop here, forty seven ninety nine, was a link. This was back. This wasn't too long ago, uh, September thirtieth, and this was an article talking about how the Vatican um, is aligning with China and how we have a problem with that. There is clearly a problem with that. But regardless of that article here. Q asks, when does a church become a playground? When does a church become a business? When does a church become political? When does it become corrupt? When does it become willfully blind? When does a church become controlled? And the only reason why I'm trying to point this out, ladies and gentlemen, is to show you how far these people are willing to go to subvert our country and the way we live. Their tentacles are into everything. And that is a huge question that Q asks. When does the church become a part of the problem? And I'm not here to crap at anyone that goes to church. I have no issue what faith you are, what religion you are. I have no problem with religion, none whatsoever. If it helps you make it better, makes you help to be a better human being, I'm all for it. No problems whatsoever. But there does come to a point when you have people like I just showed you that George Soros is paying to inject their narrative to sway church followers to do it probably subtly, you're not even realizing it subconsciously. And the next thing you know, you have pastors, corrupt leaders in your church that are swaying and pushing narratives to push you away from maybe maybe right-wing agenda, conservative agenda. And that's happening. And that is happening. And this is why it's so dangerous and why it's so important that we figure out this election. Because if we nail them now, if we nail them now, I don't know if George Soros is going to stop. The man's going to... he's. If you just look at him, it's going to be any day now. He's going to leave this earth and go straight to hell. But either way, this needs to be figured out now because it's we're, we're at the breaking point. 2016 was there. They thought that was it for us. Trump won by a miracle. They hated it, thwarted it the entire time he was in, in office. And here we are, 2020. They're trying to make sure that never happens again. But they're going to get caught. They're going to get caught. And what I'm talking about here is some more news about Dominion and how what's coming out here is more and more information about how these things were set up and the access the employees had to these voting machines. And it says in a video online, this is from the Gateway Pundit, from March 2020, the Chicago Election Board held a meeting where they approved providing Dominion voting systems the right to remotely access their machines during the 2020 election. How scary is that? 
Eric Coomer from Dominion was on the call, which indicates Dominion was the one running the elections around the U.S. And by the way, this Eric Coomer, we're going to find out from Sydney Powell in a little bit, he has completely disappeared along with every all the Dominion employees, businesses they held, the brick and mortar stores, they, they um, outlets they owned gone. They're all packing up and leaving. I wonder why. So this allowed Dominion voting contractor personnel, including election systems, admins, and technicians from Dominion, full remote access to Chicago systems anywhere. Thus, these systems administrators had free and open access to tamper with their election systems and data for seven and a half months prior to the election. They were doing everything they could to repair for this, and they were ready to screw us over with this election. So what, what's this all coming down to? Why hasn't Dominion spoke? Anybody from Dominion spoke on this. Where are they? If they had nothing to hide, for, because by the way, they're on their Twitter. They're literally denying everything on their Twitter. They won't come out publicly and speak. Nobody from this company will come out except for, except for the people that have given sworn affidavits to Sydney Powell, who is going to go to a court first. But she says they have sworn affidavits from Dominion employees of exactly the stuff they were doing to change votes. That evidence is coming out still. Has to go to a court, which I'm totally fine with. I can wait for the evidence. Let's nail these people to the wall first. But in Pennsylvania, they were given a chance. Dominion was given a chance to come out. This wasn't under a subpoena. This was completely voluntary. They were given a chance to come out and give give their side of the story. Let's have a discussion. Let's clear the air, right? So the night before this press conference, what I'm about to show you, they backed out. And you know what they did? They lawyered up. They backed out of the press conference. And what a bad look that was. This, I can't remember this man's name, but this was uh, the presser of him pretty much letting everyone know that we were going to have a presser, but Dominion decided not to show up. Listen to what he had to say. So today we were supposed to sit down with Dominion and have an open forum discussion on all those issues. Whether they're true or not, let's have the discussion and knock them down to provide accuracy to our voters. They walked away from the table. There was no reason to do that. They're not being litigated. There's no lawsuit against Dominion that's currently filed. If we as a standing committee, if we as legislators that are duly elected to do oversight of state government, particularly of this election, how are we to do that if everybody wants to, that we want to have to ask questions to says, sorry, we can't come before you because we might get litigated. We are not going to get any answers or address any concerns. This needs to put, we're putting a stop to this right now. If you're not litigated and we ask you to come before us, we expect you to, to fulfill your promise coming to, before us and address the questions that people have. It's not going to change the outcome. But we didn't know what happened. Dominion was part of that. There are broad accusations. I didn't say they were true. I didn't validate any of those accusations. We wanted to give them the opportunity to address them. They chose not to. Why? That is what we want to know. So have you talked to Chairman adds, It adds more skeptical issues with our constituents moving forward. We just tried to have an open discussion. That was the point of the hearing, Steve. So have you talked to Chairman Saylor about subpoenas? You have subpoena power? Or subpoenas are, you going to- are a tool of the legislative body. They're effective in providing oversight. And that is as far as we're going to discuss subpoenas. Any other questions? Nope. No further questions. Thank you all. For- That's it. That's all the media had to ask. That was it.
Nothing about Dominion, but we're going to talk about subpoenas and nothing about Dominion. These are their clown. The media, the clowns are everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. Dominion had an opportunity to come out and speak and take questions and have a conversation. And they decided not to. And he said, why not? Why not? All this does is just add. And he was being very fair. He's like, I'm not saying because of this, all the accusations, the broad, the broad um, claims are being validated. They're true. This was just to ask the questions of the questions that are coming up. Why wouldn't you want to show up to this? If you had nothing to hide, everything was done right. You would show up, take the questions and protect your company, protect your name, protect your reputation. But you know what they're doing? They're running and hiding. They're running and hiding. And what I want to show you guys next is crazy. I talked about a story here on, uh, I think it was Tuesday or Thursday this past week, where the headquarters of Dominion out in Toronto literally shared floor space, literally shared floor space with left-wing organizations. And and uh, there's another one we're going to see in the video here, Tide, with George Soros' name all over this stuff. And this, this, re, uh, this uh, Canadian reporter went out there and was just asking questions. And let's see what happens here. This video is crazy. It's 13 minutes long. We're not going to watch the whole thing. We're just going to watch a little bit of it. But it's, it's very Project Veritas uh, feel to it. But this is out in Canada. Watch this. Hello? Hi there. We're looking at office space for 215 Spadina. We're wondering if this is the right number. Uh, I'm actually going to put you through to my partner, Maya Olick. Okay. Before we do that, I, I, we're looking at a few few spaces, uh, but we're just hoping we're hoping for something a little bit more sus- like sustainability oriented. And we saw the uh, green wall in the lobby, and we just sort of see that there's other businesses there that are sustainability oriented. And we're wondering if there's sort of like a community. We're more of a left leaning organization, uh, and we want to make sure that our peers and community members also reflect sort of our values. So yeah. we, we're just, uh, we just want to make sure that this is sort of the right fit. Yeah, certainly would be. You can see that by the tenants um, and... Um... Yesterday, we broke some pretty stunning news standing outside of this very building. If you recognize it, it is the headquarters of Dominion Voting in Toronto, Canada. Why they're headquartered here? Well, that's a great question to ask. The story we broke yesterday is that they were sharing an office floor, not just an office building, but an office floor with George Soros's Tides Foundation here in Canada. We were lucky enough to catch the evidence before it was able to be deleted. We even checked on that box right there to prove that, yes, Tides Canada was here, and so was Dominion Voting, sharing an office floor. Now, unfortunately, that was after they removed the physical signage from inside. Yeah, Dominion Voting in Tides Canada, they asked the landlords here to remove any physical mention of their name. They missed that call box, but they removed the signs. You can see it here. We got it all recorded. Could you tell us one thing, though? Um, there's, we know that Dominion Voting is Unit 360, uh, and right next to them at 370 is Tides. And on this, on this here, this board, it's been removed, and we're wondering why that was removed. What that sort was of removed at the request of the tenants? So that was removed at the request of the tenants. Now, why would they do that? What were they trying to hide? Well, that's exactly what we wanted to ask. We left them voicemails, we left them emails, and actually the only one that bothered to get back to us was Tides, and they got back to us saying that they actually didn't know who Dominion Voting was until, well, this. I find that a little hard to believe. They've been in the news so much, and sharing an office floor, it's hard to not know 
who your neighbors are, who's working right next to you. Now, many Americans got back to me rightfully worried. Well, what does the Wi-Fi look like here? What does the office sharing look like here? Do they share security personnel? Do they share filing cabinets? We don't know because they won't answer us. Dominion Voting isn't being clear about this at all. They've put a lineup of things on their website refuting things that have been reported even by the mainstream media, even by Fox News in the United States, saying, no, no, that's all fake news. But when we got here to uncover how close they are to both George Soros and other left-wing organizations, it was nothing but hush-hush from them. Now, we came here today not just to talk about George Soros. And they go into this a lot more, and they actually end up reaching out. There's a woman that, he stands by the door. He's, he's been reporting these, uh, doing this out there for a, for a few days at least. And he finally catches a woman that walks out of the door and she's clearly very, uh, she's very uncomfortable that she's being interviewed and questions being talked. And the moment he mentions Dominion, she freezes up. You could tell she has a mask on, but you could tell her eyes. You could definitely tell her body language is like, oh shit, can't talk about that. Can't say I worked for Dominion. And Sydney Powell was telling us that these things were happening. All these offices in Denver, Toronto, they were closing. And we just had never seen it before, but this was the actual headquarters in Toronto. And you can clearly see the, uh, the sign was taken down by the request of the tenant. We, the election was, what, two weeks ago? And they packed up and moved a lot of their offices pretty damn quick. I showed you guys the screenshot of all the LinkedIn profiles of all the Dominion people that are just don't not, they're cutting ties. They don't want anything to do with Dominion. I wonder why, unless there was something really wrong with what was going on and what they were doing, because they know they're going to get in huge trouble if they, if they're the ones that they're, that find out they're the ones switching all these votes. So that is, that's what I wanted to tie in. You guys heard the Tide Foundation. That is another George Soros Foundation. And they shared the same floor. How would you guys feel knowing that the, the ones that controlled our votes, Dominion, also their headquarters shares the same occupant, occupancy and floor space with other left-wing agenda-driven organizations. How would you feel about that? Do you think that's impartial? Do you think that's fair? Do you think we're ever going to get a fair election? And who knows how long this has been going on for? We, it's in the public eye now because of Trump. What about all the years prior? Were our votes really for nothing? Were they just were we just dummies lining up in line to go cast a vote that literally meant nothing? And now we're just trying to find out about it. This should piss off all of you out there, every American on both sides. It should piss you off. So we're seeing a lot of this book burning. We're seeing a lot of this paper shredding. We're seeing a lot of this, we need to get the hell out of here. We saw it again out here in Georgia. Check this out. What election-related materials are in the bins that are being packed up or being picked up in the election office at Jim R. Miller Park today by A1 Shredding and Recycling? And this was just some of the pictures. There were boxes, trash cans. That, to me, looks like absentee ballot right there. Get all those papers. All this garbage ready to be thrown into a paper shredder and actually... A patriot actually caught video of that and confronted them. Lynn Wood tweeted this out. says, look to me like they may be destroying election documents in Cobb County. What do you think? Here's the video. Susan Knox. November the 20th, Friday morning. I'm watching all of these ballots being shredded. Now, unbelievable. 
Nobody knows. Bring him right to the paper shredder. This guy don't give a shit. He's just doing his job. Rolling the ballots out to the uh, to the paper shredders. You know, the evidence, that is what you would call obstruction of justice. And Linwood tweeted this one out himself. Unbelievable. And this is what we are seeing happen in Georgia. And you wonder why people are so pissed off all over the country. All over the country. So everyone's freaking out, right? Well, why the hell would they, how the hell are we going to do this, Scott? After destroying all this evidence, there's been so much time since the election. How are we going to find out what happened? What evidence is going to be provided? Well, I have a bunch of clips here from my boy Methods who had an interview with a man from Newsmax. And she is going to break down the kind of evidence that she is going to be presenting. And this is the first time I heard this kind of evidence. And it's going to blow your mind. So my boy Methods here, of course, came through on the clips here, and this is the first one we're going to get started on, talking about smoking guns and what kind of evidence that Sydney Powell, that's not all of them, but some of them are what she's going to be presenting. Here we go. Uh, we've got a number of smoking guns. And we may have to get witness protection for them. So, witness protection that seems pretty serious so, uh, so you're gonna you're gonna be able to show votes changing i mean we've seen the uh the computers uh, the uh the the freeze frames on the uh on the tv screens of the votes changing or on the computer screens are you going to have the actual uh the the actual solid evidence that those votes were being changed by these companies uh, we have a lot of extremely solid evidence it's beyond impressive and absolutely terrifying. And where are you gonna, where are you gonna file the first uh, cases? Oh, I haven't decided yet. We're working on several of them that we will probably file almost simultaneously, as, as close together as we can, and ho hopefully before the end of next week. Well, there's, I mean, there's only three days next week, right? Because it's Thanksgiving, so you have to you'd have to move uh, pretty pretty quickly. Are you going to be state court state court first, right, or or you do you go directly to federal court? No, these are going to be federal court lawsuits. These are issues of federal question jurisdiction, and they're paramount to the life, the very life, any future life of our republic. So she's got plenty of smoking guns. She says, "Let's continue to see what else she had to say." Um, is roughly seven million, but it might be more. We're also getting some data that reflects that millions—not just a few hundred or thousands, but uh, some millions of dead people voted, which would have been well. Any of that actually is a each instance of that is a federal crime, a federal felony. But I think we're going to find a significant conspiracy to do that. We've also got evidence of people being paid, and we've got pictures of the check stubs paid to people to. Pictures of pay stubs being paid. Uh, ballot harvest and and do fraudulent voting. So there, this this year was every means and manner of fraud you can possibly imagine, and many that you could never imagine. So how many fraudulent votes do you think that? Uh Joe Biden had on his side of the uh, slate? Uh, probably at least 10 million. Ooh. 10 million fraudulent votes? Probably. And how Maybe many? Maybe more. And, and President Trump lost 7 million votes. And, and how many dead people, how many votes of dead people were, were cast, do you think? Uh, 
we're still tracking down that data to see if what we've been provided is real. But if it is correct, it's uh, several million. Several million. Let's keep going here. This was done by Dominion and a couple of other uh, uh, companies, uh, vote counting companies, or were the Demo- was the Democrat Party directly involved in this, the, uh, the, Dem- the National Democrats, the Biden campaign? Well, given, yeah, given all the um, Internet information that we've seen of people that have been caught talking about this, the Democratic operation had to have been involved. You know, we even have Joe Biden with his dementia <laughs> removed right. filter right. saying that he had the know, best photo fraud operation in history. Yeah, we remember that. Yeah. So this next video, this is now I just want to point out before we get to the next one, guys, because this is where this is where it's going to get really fun when I play the next one for you. The guy asked here, was the DNC, the Democrat Nationals, were they all part of this plan? And she just, they were talking about how uh, Joe, Joe Biden here has dementia. We all saw the clip of where he said, we have the biggest um, voter voter uh, voter fraud team or voter fraud organization. It's so sophisticated in the world. This next video, you're going to see how far this could possibly go when they talk about who knew and what and knew what as far as this election with a conference call to Democrats in a Zoom meeting. Listen to this video. The federal court, it would take years to litigate this, Sidney Powell. How, how, how are you going to get everything done by, I think, December 14th when the Electoral College meets? Well, at the rate information is pouring in and with the dedicated little team that we have, I, I think we're going to get it done. Certainly enough to, to blow it absolutely all up and it should thoroughly embarrass the Department of Justice and the National Security Administration and the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI that they have ignored all this for all this time. Either that or they were complicit in operating it and running it and using it for their own operations. The CIA, I'm sure, had a hand in it. The CIA sure might have had a hand in it. And hopefully this next clip is the one I'm referring to here as far as who is on these conference calls, um, as far as what to do with this election and how to subvert it. Listen to this. Why is Gina Haspel still there then? If uh, if she was in, if I've been asking that question, I've been asking that question for months. She should never have been put in that job. She should be fired immediately, and so should Christopher Ray and a lot of other people over there. Well, we even got information that there's a person in the Department of Defense who's been on the internet with Bernie Sanders and and AOC. Uh, instructing people how to uh, commit sabotage in their respective offices within the government. And there were a couple of hundred people on the, on the call. Listen to that. There were a couple hundred people on the call. There was people within these government agencies giving specific instructions to Bernie Sanders, to AOC and how to subvert their own offices and sabotage the elections with a conference call of, of along with a hundred other um, political operatives. That is what Sidney Powell just said. That is damning. This well, guy, all of them haven't been arrested. I don't know. Let me ask you about this guy, Eric Coomer. He's, I think he, he works for Dominion. He's, he's Berkeley, California, uh, University of California grad. He's the one who was allegedly, there is a, it, he was on a conference call or something, a Zoom with, uh, with Antifa. And he said, supposedly don't worry about trump i've already uh, i've already made sure he's going to lose the election Are, 
Is that is that true for for starters? And is yes. it, it's true. You have that. You have that. It's wow. true. Yeah, we we have an affidavit to that effect, and we oh, have right. the. Uh, I think we have a copy of the call. Boom. Where is Eric Coomer now? And yes, it, he's disappeared. <laughs> And also, Dominion has shuttered up both of their offices in Canada, where they shared an office floor with the George Soros entity, and they have moved their office in Denver. And, of course, I'm sure there was a lot of document shredding and things, quote, lost, end quote, in that process. You know, the FBI should have moved on all of this immediately. All of the voting machines should have already been impounded. The software should have been secured and examined I, I, I am so livid with the law enforcement in this country. I can't see straight. That is damning. Damning. She has got evidence of recorded phone call of, of, of this guy saying that we are, we will make sure that Trump will lose. We are sure of it. They have copies of it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sydney Powell is livid, livid with the law enforcement agencies in our country. That was the thing. When all this had happened, I thought there'd be trucks rolling up, grabbing these machines, grabbing ballots, grabbing everything, securing everything, and putting it in a secure warehouse somewhere. Somewhere, and people getting arrested right away. But guess what's happening? None of that is happening. The FBI is not doing anything. The CIA is not doing anything. You want to know why? Because the CIA originally made hammer and scorecard to go after other countries, Venezuelan countries, other third world countries, to subvert their own their elections to a more America-friendly, hopefully, democracy instead of uh, dictatorships. And then Obama got into the wheelhouse and then used it on his own people. And those people, a lot of those people are still installed there. Remember, Christopher Wright thinks Antifa is an idea. And Antifa was mentioned here. They have proof, ladies and gentlemen. They have copies. They have recordings. They have it all. They have everything. They have everything. Pay stubs of people getting paid for ballot harvesting. And that alone, that alone. And the next, I'm not going to play the next video only because it's no more videos right now. But um, she says we have enough evidence to, I forgot the number. It was to arrest all, the, the prison population right now to arrest at least half of them all over again with the amount of evidence they have. That is how much she has, she says. Now, when this is all said and done, when we come out on, the t- on top of this, you know for damn sure Sidney Powell is going to be either the director of the FBI. Who knows? She's going to be something. Because you can tell she's pissed. She's angry. She's never seen anything like this in her entire life. There is no way, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I get so angry at people when they're saying, oh my God, we're going to lose. Sidney Powell can't bring the goods. Sidney Powell is not going to put her career and to her reputation on the line if she really didn't think she could prove it in court and she never says anything that she can't prove. She wouldn't be out here almost every single day doing media talks, radio shows, podcasts, going over this stuff with people, keeping us, the people, informed. If it wasn't for her, I don't know who would be doing this. And Rudy Giuliani, bless his heart, I love him. I just can't stand the way he speaks. He talks too slow for me. It, I just, I'd rather have Sidney Powell take over. She's very clear and concise and articulate in what she needs to say and she gets to the point. Thank God for her. She is a legend. She is a legend. And this is where I'm going to show you guys because if you guys aren't following Sydney Powell on Twitter and have the notifications on, you're missing out. You need to do it because I was up all night just waiting for her to tweet. And this is what she got. 
This is where it's going, ladies and gentlemen. She retweeted Dan Bongino. It's Friday, November 20th, 2020, and the Obama-Biden administration was the most corrupt in U.S. history. And look what Sidney Powell said here. You have no idea, but you will find out soon. <laughs> and then she hashtags Obama, Brennan, Clapper, CIA, hashtag Trump won. Damn. Damn. She is throwing it out there. And the cherry on top, ladies and gentlemen, the cherry on top, Sydney Powell retweets Chicago One Ray. Retweet if you think that Obama is behind all this. Check. She says, oh, yeah, and friends. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. Now, before I get into my new theory of where I think this is going, where all these arrests are going to come in, where everything's going to play out the way we want it to, it was announced yesterday that the justices, they were they released new circuit assignments. And I, this is why I want to let you guys know. The, guy, the people that have been, oh, my God, what's happening? Are we going to win? This is where the whole entire Supreme Court justice come in and why it was so important Amy Coney Barrett was able to get in. This right here. New. The Supreme Court has released new circuit assignments. Each justice initially handles emergency appeals that arise from the area covered by their assignment circuit. Barrett gets her old court. The Seventh Circuit, Sotomayor, takes over the second uh, circuit, previously Ginsburg. Here's the handy map showing the geographical uh, areas covered by each of these these circuits. And here's a nice little map. And I think this next tab is the one that I wanted to show everybody. And look how this lines up perfectly, ladies and gentlemen. You know the swing states that are really highly contested right now, the ones that are going to decide the election? Well, guess what? Michigan goes to Brett Kavanaugh. Wisconsin goes to Amy Coney Barrett. Pennsylvania goes to Samuel Alito. And Georgia goes to Clarence Thomas. Would you look at that? And that is effective as of yesterday, ordered persuaded to Title 28, United States Code, Section 42. And look who is in charge of the incoming cases that are going to go before these justices. Do you think it was by any coincidence, ladies and gentlemen, that Amy Coney Barrett was given with her old district here and the other three are all conservative judges that have been assigned to our battleground states that are highly contested right now? And look what's going to happen. (laughs) ladies and gentlemen they lost they lost already we are just gonna have to wait for the evidence to come out go through the court and do its thing and Sidney powell is asking all the right questions because this is going to go further than just our country and this is where i'm leading up to as far as the great awakening she tweets out dominion voting systems is really just one piece of the puzzle just a vector big questions Who created the software? The CIA did. Hammer and Scorecard. Who provided it to Venezuela? Who authorized its export to other countries? Title 50 lethal finding. Where is this going? Where is this ultimately going? And to wrap this up, before we get to the intermission, Jenna Ellis tweeted this out, and this is very easy for everyone to understand who keep in the media, who keeps screaming there's no evidence. Show it, show it, show it. She said, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. First, We needed to file suits and recounts to stop final certification and accurate false results. And that's what this was originally. If the states go and certify the results, it's really hard to get them to uncertify it. And it's too late. The Dems would have won. 
But second, we will present testimonial and other evidence in court to show how this election was stolen. They had to do the first thing. This was the last two weeks where they had to stop these certifications, and they did. And now we're on to step two, where they're going to present all the evidence in the court to show how this election was stolen. Trump legal team hashtag. Now, where I think this is all going, ladies and gentlemen, this this is my theory. Because Spygate happened four years ago, where they were spying on Trump's campaign, a lot of that to a lot of people is going to seem like old news. The normies, that's going to seem like old news. What you just saw here, what I just showed you with with Lindsay, uh, with, with Sidney Powell, she's mentioning Obama was behind all this, his friends, the CIA, and other parts of the government were behind this. What's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, if proof comes out that Biden and all these other people and, and Obama were behind this entire thing, behind the entire thing, and that is ultimately what ends up getting them. And then after they're nailed for the, for the manipulation of a, of a federal national election, guess what you bring on top of that? If they're willing to subvert an election, willing to steal your vote, because right now, ladies and gentlemen, who is watching all this? The entire country is watching this right now on both sides and the entire world is waiting to see who our president is. And it's going to usher, it's going to affect everybody. The world is watching. If evidence is dropped that is so solid that if you still say that nothing happened, you're a complete idiot. But most people with the brain are going to be like, wow, this is bad no matter what side of the aisle you're on. Guess what? If they're able to do that, why wouldn't they spy on Trump? Why wouldn't they go after Michael Flynn? Why wouldn't they do that if they were willing to take away your voice, doesn't matter what side you are, and take away your vote? You think people are going to be pissed off on both sides. Yes, they are. And this is how you wake up a country. And you know what this is going to do when these, uh, when these results get flipped, when Trump gets in again. You know what this is going to do? It's going to show the countries, the other countries outside of the United States that use these systems. People are going to be pissed off that their vote has been changed. And guess what? Maybe it'll trigger an awakening in these other countries to finally have real results for the people they really want in office. Because up until this point, who knows how long our voices really haven't mattered. Our votes really have not mattered. This is what I'm thinking is going to be the great awakening. This is where I'm thinking the arrests are going to start. And once we get the big fish, guess who's going to be coming in? Ezra Cohen-Watnick with Chris Miller, who has direct oversight of special forces now, who I believe are going to come in, get these corrupt governors, these corrupt Dominion employees, all these people that need to be taken down in one fell swoop. And you only do that with special operations. That is what I'm thinking is going to happen now because this right now is fresh in everyone's minds. It'd be harder to do something that, was four, that happened four years ago. A lot of Americans don't care about Spygate anymore. They don't. They just don't. But with this, this changes everything. This is the biggest. I never thought anything would be bigger than Spygate. This right here is bigger than Spygate, and they're both equally important. But before we go to intermission, I want you guys to listen to Lynn Wood here on a radio show on the radio show talking about what he thinks is going to happen as far as the Great Awakening. Listen to this. I think there's a lot of things going on right now that people uh, are not going to recognize without the use of discernment. So they'll understand more than what just they see at first glance. Hmm. So the Supreme Court's being aligned. The Department of Defense was recently realigned by the president. 
take a look at who he put in place, cyber terrorism and a terrorism expert. As I said, look at what he did in 2018 with the executive order to deal with foreign interference in our national elections. I think, listen, in a perfect world, uh, I'd like to see John Durham's report come out and people go to jail. I'd oh, like please. to see the truth told yes. about Jeffrey Epstein and Gillian Maxwell, and I'd like for a lot of people to go to jail. Yes. I'd like to see what's on Hunter Biden's laptop. I'd like to see those people go to jail. Yes. I'd like to see what's on um, on Anthony Weiner's laptop. I'd like to see a lot of people go to jail. And then when we get to the final phase of the election fraud, I'd like to see a lot more people go to jail. The one thing I will say, there'll be an intermingling. There'll be people going to jail, I believe, who are involved in all of those or some of those same uh, investigations. So there is potentially a great awakening. The truth has to come out. Yes. I believe it will. I, I, I do not think that you can hide the truth. I do say it, and I believe it. Every lie will be revealed. This country is going to be shocked when it learns the truth about who's been occupying the Oval Office for some periods of years. They're going to be shocked at the level of pedophilia. They're going to be shocked at what I believe will be a revelation in terms of people who actually engage in satanic worship. Well, now, now then, there we're getting to the good stuff. We're really getting to the root of the problem. The people that are into the satanic worship, the people that have been in Oval Office for so long, the country is going to be shocked for how long they have been fucked with. That was directly from Lynn Wood. I had the F-bomb there, not him. But look at that, ladies and gentlemen. That is where we're going. That is where we're going, and this is exactly how I think this is going to play out. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with me so far. This is the first half. We have a little bit more. I want to go into what the Great Reset is, and I've been dying to talk about it. So this is the Great Reset is pretty much the New World Order, and you're gonna you're not going to want to miss what I have about it. Going to dive into that a little bit, and we're going to wrap up the show. So don't leave yet. Guys, you've been fantastic. Like, share, subscribe. We're at 3.1 thousand followers on DLive, 321 viewers on Twitch, and I'm not sure about the other platforms, but we're killing it tonight. I see you guys dropping those lemons. You guys have been absolutely on fire tonight. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started. Take a watch, and I'll see you on the other side of the intermission. Here we go. As you can see, this police officer is in chill mode right now until he hears a little bit of screaming from Andy Tifa over there. And you can see he's warning Andy Tifa that he better relax off that mountain spew he drank earlier. And booyah! No patience at all! And he falls down and there is spit mucus all over the place. My God! God! Get that man a diaper too while you're at it. Take a quick look at the replay. You can see right here, he's just fed up, man. All the cops are fed up with all the idiots out there that are just causing problems. And you can see Andy Tifa takes one right to the buttocks and his tongue is hanging out. My God, he looks like a freaking drunken emoji just rolling around like a dead hot pocket.
ervaring. Hope you guys like that cat video. <laughs> yes, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I see. I see some of the trolls in there. I see some of the trolls out on Twitch. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> so, yes, at the top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, you know who you get. You know who you get at eight o'clock. You get methods. You get methods on methods of madness. What they special guest on uh <laughs> with conscious abe i always want to call him unconscious abe but conscious abe he is uh, the co-host on saturday night so you get him at eight o'clock and then after that you know who else you get you get red pill 78 at the top of the hour at nine o'clock so you guys get a full slate of news you can't get much better than that on a saturday night you can't get much better so thank you guys it's been fun tonight. We're just going to get into the Great Reset, and uh, we're going to wrap this show up. And uh, I, this is something that I've really been wanting to talk about because what's going to happen if the other coin doesn't flip the side that we want it to, right? The people are getting so upset. The, the people that think they won so far. Look at this uh, article here from the Zero Hedge. Leftists suggest re-education camps, firing squads, and banning talk radio to deprogram 75 million Trump supporters. This is a real thought process. This is what they really think. No, seriously, how do you deprogram 75 million people? This is from David Atkins on Twitter. Of course, a blue check mark. Where do you start? Fox, Facebook? Asking David Atkins pronouns and by our regional director for California Democrats. We have to start thinking in terms of post-World War II Germany or Japan or the failures of reconstruction in the South, he added. And he is dead serious. Atkins went on to frame Trump voters as a conspiracy theory fueled belligerent death cult against reality and basic decency before issuing a veiled, a veiled threat by stating people are going to try to figure out how to defend themselves. And it just gets worse and worse. And uh, it says, how do we do it in Germany, starting with the Nuremberg trials? And you can just see the tweets here, literally talking about re-education camps for those that are salvageable. Firing squad for irredeemable malcontents round up entire families to ensure the disease doesn't spread. Ladies and gentlemen, this is these are the these are the type of sick psychopaths that we're dealing with. As much as I hate the left, I would never wish re-education camps and firing squads on anybody because I, I, I consider myself a basic human being. We can disagree on politics and all that. That's totally fine. But these people want people like us erased. Erased. Whole families rounded up because we simply supported somebody that they genuinely hated. That is it. That is it. This sick culture that has been implanted and embedded here and, and was able to thrive probably because of Dominion voting machines completely thwarting our our culture, our leaders, allowing these changes that have been made, the, the sick identity politics that we deal with all the time now, you get put in a box, and this is what we're up against. 
this is what we're up against. And it's not just regular blue check mark, crazy psychopath lefties on Twitter. There is a real push, the real people, the new world order that we like to call them. They want to do this thing called the Great Reset. Now, what is this and who is the author behind all this? Well, here we go. From Zero Hedge, Klaus Schwab. The Great Reset will lead to fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identity. Globalist Klaus Schwab made it clear that transhumanism is an integral part of the Great Reset when he said that the Fourth Industrial Revolution would lead to a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identity. Sounds like the same shit that, uh, that Bill Gates wants to do, putting chips in, under your skin, in your brains, which in his book he clarifies as implantable microchips that can read your thoughts. So these people want to get inside your heads. They want to read your thoughts on top of everything else they want to do. As we highlighted earlier, the Great Reset is attracting a deluge of fresh attention in the aftermath of the coronavirus pandemic, which Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said was also an opportunity for a reset. It seems like these politicians that have completely politicized our science have told us to pretty much stay at home, house arrest with benefits. This entire thing has been an opportunity for a certain reset. The agenda is primarily based around dismantling the current capitalist system in favor of greater centralized technocrat rule, which will lead to lower living standards, less fuel consumption, fewer civil liberties, and the accelerated automation of jobs. Literally, you become irrelevant as a human being while the top people in society reap all the benefits. However, another key aspect to the Great Reset or the Fourth Industrial Revolution, as Schwab calls it, is merging man with machine. What the Fourth Industrial Revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identity. And this is what he ultimately sees as the dream for 2030. And this is, he's not joking. This is not a joke. He really believes this stuff. He really believes this. And he's one of the ones that go to the World Economic Forum that is held in Davos, Switzerland every year where all the all the billionaires of all over the world come together and decide what direction we should all go in as the world, as an entire world. And another big part of their philosophy that they have is own nothing and be happy. The Great Reset's vision of the future. And the funny thing is, they the uh, Zero Hedge linked a, uh, a video here of people in a commercial, actually a World Economic Forum commercial talking about this, and now it's deleted. Shocker. A happy, smiling face is depicted while a drone delivers a product to a household, no doubt ordered online and packaged by a robot in a giant Amazon warehouse. No humans were involved in manufacturing, packaging, or delivering this product. Rest assured, it is virus and bacteria-free, because even in 2030, they will need to keep the fear narrative alive and well to maintain full-spectrum dominance over the population. This is his future vision. The jobless, and there will be many, could be placed on some kind of universal basic income and have their debts. Indebtedness and bankruptcy on a massive scale is the deliberate result of lockdowns and restrictions. They can just write them off. You're debt-free, ladies and gentlemen. You don't owe nothing. But for handing their assets to the state, and more precisely the financial institutions helping to drive the Great Reset, the WEF says the public will rent everything they require, stripping the right of ownership under the guise of substantial consumption and saving the planet. Of course, the tiny elite who rolled out this great reset will own everything. So you literally, you lose everything you own. You own nothing. Everything that you own is rented, including the shirt on your back. Stripping you of all ownership, all happiness. And guess what? It's 
it's being done to you because it's for the betterment of the world. Like when they tell you to stay home and wear a mask, you might not be sick, but you're saving other people's lives. So get in line, put your, put your mask on and shut up. This is essentially what this is, but in a grand scale, this is the world they're thinking of. Imagine that you don't own your shirt. You don't own your apartment. You don't own a house. You don't own a car. Everything belongs to the state. And what this is supposedly doing is the betterment of you're being a better human to everybody, the environment. And meanwhile, the billionaires that are heading this would reap all the awards, all the rewards. This is exactly where they're going with this. And they want to get even crazier. You want to talk. And by the way, the New York Times put out an article probably two or three days ago saying this exact thing that I'm talking about, the Great Reset and the things that Charles uh, that Klaus Schwab is talking about as conspiracy theories. The funny thing is here, we have actual quotes here from Klaus Schwab, exactly what he wants to do as far as to human brains. Great Reset Mastermind Klaus Schwab suggests a number of draconian measures for controlling the population under the umbrella of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, including risk assessment brain scans to cross borders and implantable chips to read your thoughts. Schwab notes that the use of such technology to conduct mass surveillance and tracking of the population runs counter to healthy open societies that goes on to present it in a positive light anyways. As capabilities in this area improve, the temptation for law enforcement agencies and courts to use techniques to determine the likelihood of criminal activity, assess guilt, or even possibly retrieve memories directly from people's brains will increase. And the globalist also goes beyond merely the mandating of vaccine certificates to travel, even crossing a national border might one involve one day involve a detailed brain scan to assess an individual's security risk. He also makes clear that the implantable microchips will be the cornerstone of a transhumanist agenda. They'll emerge man with machine. He says today's external devices from wearable computers to virtual reality headsets will almost certainly become implantable in our bodies and brains. He's writing the New York times said this is conspiracy theories, but here's the man talking about it. His quote He's also wrote in his books. Active implantable microchips that break the skin barrier of our bodies will change how we interface with the world and force us to question what it means to be human. Such technology could also facilitate the expression of potentially unexpressed thoughts or moods by reading brainwaves and other signals. Schwab suggests that the population could be encouraged to adopt brain reading chips as part of a business model that involves someone trading access to his or her thoughts for the time-saving option of typical social media posts by thought alone. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We have this new technology. You get this chip put on your brain. Screw tech, screw big tech, right? You hate big tech, but guess what? We're gonna train, we're gonna trade your thoughts to be read by whoever the hell that we wanted to. And you can simply just think and read people's minds without even speaking, becoming non-human essentially, taking away our words. This is the kind of future that these globalist technocrats, this is what they want, ladies and gentlemen. This is exactly, and and everyone out in Europe, out in Australia, I feel for you. I really do. Because the lockdowns out there are worse than they are over here in the States. They really are. We can still go about doing pretty much almost anything we want besides partying, uh, going to church. We We can still go out, eat, go to restaurants. We can still do that stuff. Unless you live in New York City, of course. But as far as these lockdowns and where they're going, they're really pushing towards towards uh, this 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 complete lockdown of the populace. And John Kerry says Great Reset is needed to stop the rise of populism. And when you see John Kerry back something, you immediately have to think of what the hell is going on here, right? 
what the hell is going on? And it's not just him. It's many of these crooks that we know, these household names. But it's just weird. It's just weird that these billionaires like Bill Gates, George Soros, um, even the guy from uh, the owner of Amazon, Bezos, talking about how they're trying to figure out how to get around um, to make you um, immortal, essentially. And essentially, these elites wanting to even go as far as moving off planet and have their own elite society. While us, the peasants, kill ourselves down here on Earth. This stuff is all being talked about. This is why it's so important to get this truth out. And just to give you a little background, this was from New York Post today. Scientists successfully reversed human aging process in breakthrough study. The fountain of youth may, may be made of air, not water. Scientists say they successfully reversed the aging process of elderly people through oxygen therapy in a first-of-its-kind study. Researchers from Tel Aviv University used hyperbaric oxygen chambers hyperbaric oxygen chambers to target specific cells and DNA linked to shorter lifespans and found the Holy Grail staying young, according to a press release about the discovery. During the study, research investigated whether the therapy, which involves the breathing, pure oxygen, is pressurized environment and it goes into the weeds, and it found that it was actually able to help with aging. There are people right now trying to figure this all out, ladies and gentlemen, and it's scary as all hell. It's very scary. I don't want to live forever. I don't want to be on this planet forever. I really don't. I want to. I want my soul to go on and move on to other greater things after this. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll come back here. Who knows? It's someone else. Maybe. But these sick psychopaths that want to rule the world, these globalists that want to, they want us to become essentially non-human. Their workforce, their slaves. We own nothing. For the betterment of the world, the Green New Deal. That's all the all these globalists. That's what they're all about. And they all know they're full of shit. It's all about control of the population and power. That's essentially what this all comes down to. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I'm saying it's so important that we get the truth out. So important we get all the truth out. Because that could be our possible future if we don't stand up as a country. And if this country falls, this is what we're, this is what we're ushering in. And they want this whole agenda 2030. They want that all to come to pass. Ten years is not that far away, ladies and gentlemen. And it's certainly not a future I want for my future, for my family. And I'm sure it's not a future that you want for your your family. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is what I have brought to you tonight. Thank you so much. So before you forget, and I'm going to hang out with you guys for a little bit in the chats here because you guys have been donating. You guys have been dropping lemons. I know there's power chats out on pill. They'll get to that. Um, we broke uh, some records tonight. We got over 4,000 people live. Once we get to 5,000, once we get to 5,000, that's where the numbers I was getting on YouTube. It's not going to take long before we're there. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I want to show you tonight, because I know people have been asking, I have a great new future, uh, feature on my website. So when you go to wokesocies.com, not only is my store there, which you guys should all check out, check out the store, purchase something for your family, your friends. I have some new products here, shirts, hoodies. I have Christmas ornaments, plenty of fun Christmas ornaments for everyone. And I have some of the newest products down here. Of course, all my woke swag. I got the Drunk Wives Matter 12 ounce wine tumbler for all my ladies out there. The Trump one 15 ounce mug and defend the media uh, 20 ounce travel mug there. But the thing I really want to show you guys, so please check that out before you before you head out the door. What I also have here is my video replays. People are asking me, where the hell can you see 
my content? Well, on the main page, you have the audio. And when you come to video replays, I'm going to embed my recent video. It's going to be my most recent video into the website. So you guys can watch it right there as well. It links to my Rumble account. And of course, you guys can always go directly to the webpage and donate there as well. And the last thing, you can do Cash App or PayPal. The last thing I want to plug is WokeSocieties.tv. This is where you guys can go. It, it, this is I'm going to have exclusive content on the platform probably within a week or two. This is where all my diehard fans sign up. It's cheaper than a Netflix subscription. You can do a monthly or yearly subscription. This is a platform that has all my content in it. And it's going to have my exclusive content on the platform that will never get taken down. And all my viewers on Twitch, I'm telling you right now, you need to hop over to DLive, hop over to The Pill. I don't care if you like it or not. Follow and subscribe there because Twitch is a big tech platform. They will take me down at any moment. So go to WokeSocieties.tv, sign up there. It's a great platform. It has all my content. It's going to have all my exclusive content. It's going to be private live streams, um, episodes just for uh, just for my fans over there. So go check that out. And it's been wonderful. Yes, more Xmas decor. <laughs> I don't know if that was the troll or not. It could have been. Not sure. More Xmas decor for my family. Yeah, it can be. It definitely can be. So let me see here. We got almost 11,000 lemons tonight. Oh, you guys are fantastic. Every lemon you guys drop is uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. So thank you to my mods. You guys are fantastic. I see you, Sookie. I see you, Universe. My other one's out there. And somebody just dropped me in Ninja Gini. The Flying Fish Sailor just donated. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for donating that Ninja Gini. I see it's coming in now. So we're just going to hang out for a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a good time tonight. I need four more lives, ladies and gentlemen, to get to the next level to be a partner on DLive. And I cannot wait. It's going to be fantastic. You guys are going to be, I'm going to be able to make my own custom, uh, custom stickers, more customizable stuff for you guys. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to hop over to Pilled real quick because I know there was a power chat. Let me see. Rob K, $25. Thank you, Rob. Hi, Scott. Looking forward to what I'm sure will be a great show. I'm ready with wine in hand. <laughs> I hope you're still there, Rob. I hope you're still there. I hope you're feeling a little bu more buzz since the beginning of the show. <laughs> so do you think the forester picked out a shitty tree for Rockefeller Center <laughs> um, to throw a finger at Cuomo? Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Rob, I did see the tree, and the tree looked like it had COVID itself. And I'm not sure if it's because it just uh, it was just unwrapped. You know, when you unwrap your Christmas tree after being put in that net, it takes some time to get all the branches down. You know, it has to warm up a little bit. Um, honestly, Rob, there's no one left in the city to uh, go see the tree. <laughs> That's just, I'm just being honest. I'm just being dead honest with you. So, yeah, the tree is pretty damn ugly. It looked like the whole bottom half of it had a huge hole in it. And uh, it's funny, they usually get the trees from uh, up where I live about an hour, hour and a half upstate. <laughs> so, how do you chat on DLive? Well, you go on DLive and you sign up for an account and you find my profile and then you join the chat. So what I'll do for you guys, for everyone out on Twitch land, this is my DLive profile. I'm putting it in the chat. Go into DLive and subscribe there. We cannot think that I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna get taken off another platform. I've been taken off almost every mainstream platform out there. So, D 
DLive has been gracious. Pilled, the, the team at Pilled has been top notch. They have an amazing platform as well. Amazing platform. Love those guys over there. They, they've given us everything we've asked and, the, and they're always on top of it. They're fantastic. Pilled, DLive, and uh, what's the other one? You can go on Periscope. Don't know how long I'll be on there either, so. Uh, we got that going on there. So yeah, guys, it's been a great night. So we're gonna, I'm gonna enjoy my weekend and have a good time tomorrow hanging out. Um, Mondays, I might be doing the extra content for my uh, subscribers over on WokeSize.tv. And eventually that's gonna be on Roku. It just takes a little while to get that to go through. Yeah, I love it. And don't, yes, while I'm here, I'm gonna get those, I'm gonna open that chest right now for you guys on DLive. The chest is gonna be open in 30 seconds, it's coming. You guys have a great weekend, a great, great weekend. And as far as my replays, ladies and gentlemen, this will be on Rumble. This will be, I'll have this out on BitChute. BitChute doesn't even upload my video sometimes. I have no idea why. So go to my Rumble if you're gonna go to anything. And that's been blowing up. I'm getting close. I'm already over 4,000 subscribers on there. We're building quick. W LeBron always making an appearance with the giving back the lemons, 24 lemons. Dan Turgeson, 14 and Suki. You got 10, you got 10 back. Suki and W LeBron, you're always getting stuff back. That's good. Let's go to my top contributors of the night. Cranitome, 408, Deep Statements. That's a great name. 410, Heather, 1975. With 483, Wonderson, 87, 583, Laura Cunon. Hey, Laura, 590. The Fly Fishing Sailor, 1000. Liz G, 1.4000. Slur Giles, thank you, Slur Giles. I always see you in here. Thank you for supporting me. 2000 Lemon Sookie. You're number two tonight at 2.08,000. And Dan, Dan turned something. I can't read your full name. They cut it off. 2.12,000 lemons for the top contributor of the night. And there you guys go. There you guys go. <clears throat> it's been fun, ladies and gentlemen. It's been really fun. That's going to wrap it up for me. You guys have a great weekend. The next show you'll probably see me on is Tuesday night. And the, the evidence is going to be dropping. The evidence is going to be dropping next week. And you guys know what I'm going to say. Stay safe, stay strong, and stay woke. <laughs>